Super Speedway. I mean, there was definitely spots on the racetrack you didn't want to push or get pushed, and uh, the six, I guess, found that out a couple times today. So uh, I guess just tried to wreck everybody in the field till he, till he won, but I guess his other car won that, that he gave up. So um, kudos to him. Welcome to episode 224 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. I'm your host, Eric Young. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush and old Ricky Stenhouse Jr. What's the saying about the pot and the kettle? I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> pot calling the kettle black, man. I mean, I, I get it, Ricky. Yeah, Brad definitely wrecked some people uh, yeah. on Sunday, but uh, Ricky got, has notoriously done that, too. <laughs> yeah, I've got thoughts on how Brad drove. I think we'll, we'll get to there. We'll get there. All right. Sounds oh, good. good well, we get, we get to talk some racing this week, James. We had the Daytona 500 this week. Uh, the big one, the big daddy. Yeah, before we get into it, I am once again sick, so if I cough or sneeze or whatever during this podcast, I apologize. I will try to mute my mic, Yeah, uh, but we will power through. I'm actually over it and just sound bad, so. Uh, Listen, man, as long as as long as long you are able to hit that record button right? and this bad boy is up and running, we're going to battle through. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. We're, we're both battling injuries of a different sort. I'm not going to get into mine, um, <laughs> but we're, we're doing good. No, you don't want to get into yours? We're here. No, right. I don't want to talk about that. All right. We'll leave it alone. Uh, both James and I have family activities happening in the background as well. So who knows what will interfere in this podcast, but hey, we, we had an opportunity to start recording what Eric an hour early, half yeah. an hour early. So we took it. We're, yes. We're, noise be danged. We're going to get this bad boy in because it's the Daytona 500 the biggest weekend of the year let's let's go i was ready almost to call you yesterday because i was off yesterday i was i almost said like james let's just do it tonight let's get it over with we could have too dang it yeah i had that's all right i had the boys had hockey practice i had to go to so i i probably yeah, wouldn't have been fine. able to do it but anyway daytona 500 uh austin Sindrick, james i will start there austin Sindrick, yeah. what better way to start your rookie campaign this has never happened before in the mm-hmm. history of the win and you're in your, yep. the rookie driver is in the playoffs already with a win yep. at Daytona 500. Yep. Incredible. Yep. And yeah, it was, um, God, it had to be, it had to be torture for Brad Keselowski. Oh, this race, my God. he, he has become you know, over the last two seasons, specifically has become the most tortured driver in the Daytona 500. Well, I was going to um, ask that who, who really, because so Fox went through the drivers that yeah. have been trying for years to win this race. Yeah. And, yep. and, you know, I mean, Earnhardt was Earnhardt, everybody, Earnhardt, Waltrip, when they were trying to win, they yep. won everything down here. And it was a big story every year. Is this going to be the year that they do it? Yeah. We kind of had it with Tony Stewart. I feel like it's more of a, a nod on Stewart now that he's not racing anymore that, Hey, he never got that. And I know yeah. we talked about it and stuff when he was still racing that he only had another couple shots at it, whatever, but it was yep. not as big of a story as Earnhardt and Waltrip. Well, and even in Stewart's last year of full-time driving, he didn't even race in the 500. He yeah. was injured. Um, and, and really, when you look back at his career, he only really had three legitimate shots at the, uh, at the crown. He, um, he pushed Dale Jr. to the 04 win. Uh, there was the 07 Kurt Busch incident where he had the best car all week. And that was probably the best car he ever had. And then uh, there was the Ryan Newman, the Ryan Newman win the year later. Um, so those were, I guess, his three closest shots. But this Brad Keselowski thing, 
Uh, Kyle Busch is up there now. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if he's as tall Ryan, as Ryan Blaney is, is working on getting his name on that list. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got a long way to go yet. Right. He's got a long way to go yet. Right. But, but yeah, he's, he's starting He's starting the history well. Well, he heck, man. Bubba Wallace. Um, yeah. You know, two true. second place finishes. But can <laughs> so. you imagine if Dale Earnhardt back in 1990, what was it? What, he won in 98, right? Yeah. 98. Yeah. 98. He switches to a different team. And somebody else wins the Daytona 500 in the three car. That's that's yeah. basically what happened to Brad Keselowski this weekend. Th this happened to Jamie, or this happened to Martin Truex. He yeah. left the one car and McMurray won. That's right. That was an, that was another one that happened. Um, I'm sure probably in the older days too. Um, wasn't it Tiny Lund got hurt, and his car went on to win with the substitute driver? I think was the story. Was that was yeah. that Fireball Roberts? Maybe I can't remember I exactly. I can't how. even. I'd have to look to, it up. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared for that. I can't so, even begin to lie. Uh, yeah, the, Gluck taught the us. Last, Gluck, Gluck taught us not to speculate this week on podcast. Don't speculate. So yeah, do don't that. do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the last restart, and you're pushing your old ride that you were, you know, in um, just a few short months ago. Right. Uh, it's just crazy. And then that car goes on to win. But uh, I mean, Brad should have been able to wreck him. He was pretty good at wrecking everybody. <laughs> well, let, since you went there, let's do this. Let's <laughs> do that. I have some thoughts on this. Uh, and it's real short, honestly. Okay. You look at what happened. Look at what happened to Brad Keselowski last year, mm -hmm. and you tell me why he drove the way he did on Sunday. Yeah, he, he got bulldozed, and honestly, he was showing full force aggression. And I, I'm, I don't blame him one bit for the way he drove. I uh, fault Brad for the first one because you're pushing a rookie, right? and it's early. Yeah, it was the end of a stage. But it's early, you're pushing a rookie, and it sounds like everybody, it sounds like if Ray Charles was sitting at the track, he could have seen that Harrison yeah. Burton wasn't going to hang on to that car. No, he was all over for two or three laps, and, and that wasn't that wasn't good. But but even still, Brad was, I think Brad had a strategy. Um, you know, they brought our boy David Smith in to, <laughs> to, to look at the analytics, right? So, you know, Brad and the team were executing that aggression. There's, um, there's nothing wrong with the second wreck. The second wreck no. is the Daytona 500 with under 10 it, laps to go, you know? Yep. Yep. That's if it. You don't, if you don't run people over late in the race, you're getting run over. And mm -hmm. that was, that's what happened to Larson and them guys. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there was the, they started to stack up a little bit and Larson let off and all of a sudden he's getting run over. And then there's, you know, everybody's wadded up there with a few short laps to go. So yep. that's the Daytona 500, man. That's the way it goes. Um, this race is just a, it's a wild card draw. And then uh, you get what you get here towards and the end. Everybody said they were going to be calm because they were afraid of shortage of cars. Not in the 500, man. We saw not, it. No. We saw it on Thursday, but we did not see it on Sunday. No, not when it not when it ratchets up for the big for the big prize. There's no. I mean, heck, the Penske guys wrecked each other. So right. Yeah. There's there was no there was no holding back. There was no whole bar at at that point in the race. Um, just back to the Cindric thing. Um, what. How first of all, neither of us had him as our pick for our for the first first time winner this year. Yeah, um, James, you did have him. What do you have him making the playoffs? Right, I had him in the playoffs. Yeah, he was one of my playoffs. One guy in, and uh, or we we did two guys in, two guys out, and I had Cindric in. Uh, I thought Reddick would win the <laughs> would win a race right. first, which I also I mean, Reddick might win on Sunday. Yeah, um, could, but but yeah, I mean it's uh, crazy that Cindric, you know, I, I picked him purely based on his, his road course prowess. I mean, that guy's right. a wheel man. And, is it, uh, is it a surprise to see Cindric get this win? I mean, when you, when you sit back and think about it, he won it in the two car that's done really well here. 
Um, yeah. Cindric, I mean, we know he's a good driver. He's right. run, you know, super speedway races before. This isn't his first Daytona 500. He ran last year as well. He was good last year. Yeah, too. He, he yeah. was up there late last year. I think when you look about, look at the guys who were around him, um, he was definitely in the best position uh, other than maybe Ryan Blaney was right there too. But I mean, the guys he beat Bubba Wallace, Chase Briscoe had a great finish for, for the heck, yeah. heck of a day he had. So if you remove Austin Sindrick and Chase Briscoe, I mean, you got Blaney, Almarola, Kyle Bush, Michael McDowell, David Reagan, Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott. Those are all guys who have, you know, they've all won on super speedways before. Yeah. And I mean, even, I mean, heck, even David Reagan in an underfunded ride, um, doesn't matter. He's, he's good uh, at, at these places. So yeah, that's, that's, I guess the surprising part, but his talent as a driver is undeniable. I mean, he's an Xfinity series champion. He was a fender short of winning back-to-back Xfinity titles. He is uh, he's everything as advertised. So I guess, you know, when you consider that he's in Penske equipment and he, you know, Penske has had a lot of success at Daytona in recent years, I, you know, you can't be surprised that he was in position to make it happen. And that's, that's 95% of the battle at Daytona. You got to survive all the way through. Right. Um, you know, me and my buddy, we, we, we did a bet and he said, okay, who, who am I, you know, who do I need to put money on? And uh, I said, I said, we need to bet Fords and I'd say Blaney and Keselowski. And at the end of that race, I was like, yep, Blaney and Keselowski right where we want them. They survived. And all you can do is hope they hang on. Yeah. Uh, and that's the same, that's the same thing for Austin Sindrick there where you just, you know, you, gotta survive all the way through and get to the point where you can you know be in a good position and uh you know the the fact that a couple guys had runs his teammate had a run he blocked the way he was supposed to i mean he drove like a veteran Mm -hmm. and did everything you're supposed to do to get the win so yeah i mean he he put his teammate in the wall um and we can talk about that but he also didn't wreck himself i mean he made contact with both guys trying to pass him coming to the line and did not take himself out um, which alone is, like you said, it's it's racing like a veteran. Um, I I would argue that all of the rookies performed really well in this race. Yeah, um, young guys. A lot of the young. I mean, yeah, you you whatever, however you want to consider it, a young guy, first to th- third year. Um, a lot of the yeah yeah, a lot of those guys did really well. Daniel Hemrick, um, you know, in that group, I would say, you know, Chase Briscoe was in that group and Harrison Burton, like we were talking about him earlier. I mean, he was up there leading laps. Yeah. Uh, he was, a little, he was a little squirrely at times. Right. Um, but you know, he was, That'll happen he was when your back tires are lifted up off the ground. I mean, <laughs> right. You're getting shoved around a little bit. Hard to control uh, a four tire car with only two tires on the ground. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so, I will, um, I will argue that Austin Cindric's success. Um, and I didn't see Austin Cindric as somebody who's going to come in and light up the world in, in the cup series. And it's just, one no, race. it's so. just the Daytona five. I mean, just the Daytona 500. It's just a super speedway race. Um, yep. we'll see how he does on, on, you know, the mile and a half and the two milers and all that stuff. Uh, obviously yep. we know he's going to be a force to be reckoned with on road courses. Um, well, let me, I, let me hold on before I get, before you oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. Austin Cindric yep. to me is a success story of giving someone time to grow. Because when Austin Sindrick yes. started in NASCAR, he was a disaster. He was not, yes. you would have never thought he was going to be a cup series driver, let alone a Daytona mm-hmm. 500 winner. Yep. Um, yep. But they gave him time. He's someone that like Noah Gregson, who's getting the time he needs to, to gel and mature. Mm-hmm. I think Noah Gregson's going to benefit from it. We've seen so many guys get shoved up into the cup series before they've had time to yep. gel. Um, that Cindric is the success story. This is what happens when you really put time into somebody. Yeah. And, and remember too, he, and so he's run four. he ran four full-time 
uh, Xfinity Series seasons. And remember, there wasn't a home for him, but Ford invested in this guy. Yeah. And he was splitting time between Roush and Penske, driving a full-time season, just trying to get as much seat time as possible because that's what Ford wanted. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's had the time to develop. He's learned how to lead a ton of laps. In the, in the Xfinity Series, he got better every single year, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of the championship win or not in 2021. Um, he was he was a better driver. And then last year in the Cup Series, Eric, the few times where he really was up front and running, he ran good in the Daytona 500 last year. Road America, he was legit threat until yeah. the car broke. Uh, you know, he was probably going to be a good car at Coda, but that was kind of that that turned into a little bit of a wash. Yeah, the um, circus. Yeah, the circus, right? <laughs> but but you think about here's what the point I wanted to make was you think about Austin Cindric's background, like you said, Eric, where he got a ton of seat time and a ton of development time, and a lot of that was spent on road courses and uh, you know on in road course racing, and I wonder if we're seeing the the start maybe maybe this is the spark of this car suiting a driver like him who has that background and maybe this car is a better fit for him now the daytona 500 and a road course are two completely different animals but you know maybe maybe this is something we need to keep an eye on just that maybe this car kind of fits him better um I, you, I, there's not a whole lot of science to my argument there because heck Bubba Wallace was second place. Chase Briscoe was right there. Blaney. I mean, it's all the regular guys you expect, but right. you know, you put Cendric in, in good stuff and maybe a car that he's comfortable with. I mean, I'd like to see where this goes. You know, that, that being said, Christopher Bell won the second race of the season last year at the road course and um, he didn't win the rest of the year. So, I, you, right. you know, it's tough to, <laughs> tough to gauge anything off of the, of a Daytona 500 win other than honestly, historically, Historically, the Daytona 500 has told us very, very little about what the rest right. of the season was. Oh, heck like. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even like you think about Dale Earnhardt's win in 98. I mean, the rest of that season was trash for Dale. Um, probably, but the biggest win of his career at the same time. So you, you think back on it a little bit differently at, at, in that point. Yeah. After we've started, since we've been doing this podcast, I can think of numerous times when somebody wins the Daytona 500 and we're like, oh, championship threat. And then they do <laughs> yeah. nothing. So, yeah. And last year, you know, McDowell winning, I don't think we ever thought he was a championship threat, but again, Kurt Busch's uh, year is the one that pops into my mind. Cause all of a sudden we started getting really big on Kurt Busch and yeah. And that didn't, that know, didn't fizzled uh, out. Yeah. That fizzled out. Um, you know, Denny Hamlin's always a championship threat, regardless if he right. wins this race or finishes dead last, Denny Hamlin's going to end up, you know, in the playoffs with, uh, you know, a chance to win a championship. So, you know, I, it's interesting to watch a young driver and, and this is not a Trevor Bain situation. He's not a part-time guy. Um, you know, he's not, he's not a Michael McDowell either where, you know, you question the funding of the team. Right. This is a legit team with a young up and coming driver. There's going to be a lot of growing pains along the way, but it's gotta be nice to know that you've got a playoff berth in your back pocket. And now you've got the rest of the season to really hone in on this car and, and get ready for that playoff run. I agree. Um, let's talk about Harrison Burton's flip, James. Uh, we had yeah, a car get sideways and airborne uh, and upside down at Daytona. Um, kind of a surprise to see the brand new car go up right away. Uh, walked away okay. <laughs> yeah. um, got real fortunate that the that it didn't dig in on the when it came back down because it it was within inches of going tumbling, um, and we definitely would have seen how this car would hold up. Um, what do you think? I, I know you said that Scott Miller said something on Sirius this morning, blaming contact uh, for lifting the car up. But I'll tell you what, this is the easiest I've seen a cup car go up 
since before we put roof flaps on him. Oh yeah. It did. There was, yeah, he was hit, but not when he was sideways, he got hit to he turned sideways yep. and then the air got under it and it went over. So I don't know. What, yep. what do you think? Yeah, it was a, I mean, I texted our, our uh, I texted you dur- during the race and said, yeah, new car flips. Yep. So <laughs> that was, uh, we weren't, we weren't sure what the new car was going to do. I know they're slowing these things down uh, even more, but it doesn't matter what you slow a race car down to if race cars flip. And uh, this was w- what caught my attention. And I know you're going to speak uh, on this probably as well, but when that, when that spoiler touched the air backwards and that, that car just, I mean, like you said, Eric, super fast, really yeah. easy up. It went, um, there's going to be rules effortless, effortless. Yep. Effortless. And there's going to definitely be rules changes to these cars before yeah. they get to Talladega. There's no, there's no way NASCAR saw that and went, Whoa, I guess that was a fluke. Here's that the, wasn't a, here's the problem though, James, there's going to be real changes before we get to Talladega, but we're going to be going just as fast at California next week. Yes. I mean, yep. you turn one of these things sideways at California, it's going to go airborne too. Yep. So, I mean, are we looking at back to the days of having cars getting airborne on mile and a half and two mile tracks again before they fix this thing? I I don't know. And, and you know, Eric, another thing that was noticeable during the race, especially with the Toyotas, uh, was the roof or excuse me, the hood flaps coming mm-hmm. out yeah. and they weren't, they weren't functioning properly. I mean, obviously they were coming apart during just general racing which yeah, did we I, had that I, problem when they when they first put the hood, hood flaps on the new car yeah the gen six car so i think gen six yeah you know i think we're gonna we're we'll, this we obviously know this car is a work in progress yeah there's gonna um, be yeah growing growing pains right there's gonna be changed um, i think I, we're gonna talk about wheels too and i think it's pretty obvious that there's gonna be stuff coming uh, in that direction as well i think suspension we're gonna be looking at suspension real close uh because while this car is supposed to be tougher you're supposed to be able to rub uh not cut down tires you yep. bump the wall and now your car's all cockeyed because the suspension's ripped out of it. So, yeah. um, which we worried about that after the, after the clash, because it seemed like the suspension broke pretty easily on those cars. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's something they need to explore. Uh, here's the thing. We're never gonna keep them on the ground. No. Uh, they're always going to flip. You can flip a car at 20 miles an hour. Um, but we certainly don't want them getting airborne as easy as this one did. I will say that whatever they've done in the truck series, which I don't think you can do with a cup car because you don't have the big truck bed to have 15 mm-hmm. different trap doors open when the car turns around. But man, those trucks, they don't, they do not leave the ground anymore since yeah. they did yep. those modifications. Since we had those, all those trucks go airborne in Daytona a couple years ago, they made those modifications. Those trucks have not so much as lifted an inch off the ground yep. since that's yep. happened. Yep. Um, so they've got to be able to learn something from that. Uh, maybe to bring over here to, I don't know, make the deck lid, Oh, I, there's got to be something. Well, there's what, what caught me off guard too was I haven't really. I mean, we've seen these cars for a long time now. They've been testing the crap out of the next gen car, um, but the underside of the car being flat like yeah. it is, there's not a whole lot of exposure under there. Where the heck is the air supposed to go right. in these cars? You're just making a wing for it, right? And and you talked about the rear deck lid but you look at the rear window above the deck lid, there's air vents there too. Yeah. So is, is air pushing in backwards back into the car? I mean, I'm not, that. I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not an engineer. I mean, I don't know that car didn't even get backwards though. I mean, it was sideways. That air yeah, went it was the side of that thing. And it's yeah. As soon as that spoiler got into the wind backwards, that's when she went up. Yep. 
So that spoiler definitely pushed air and there was no exit point for the air to go. It went up and under and over. She went like an umbrella in the wind. I mean, obviously uh, that was, we're not aerodynamicists. Oh God, I'm sure please. NASCAR has had yeah. smarter people than us. Look at these things to try Jeez. and, and again, it's something I, hope, I sure hope so. I mean, it, personally, it, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, obviously, but I don't mind a car getting upside down. Airborne's not as scary to me. The problem is, is when they get airborne, like they did Saturday, as soon as they start leaving the facility yeah. and when they get airborne, you have no prediction on where they're going to go. Yeah. Um, that's when you really have to be concerned about it. So, yeah. And this car was not near the fence. Obviously it was heading right. towards the in, heading towards the infield when it went upside down and great camera shots from uh, our friends at Fox. I will for... give Fox a lot of credit because at first I thought they missed it and I was going to be irate, but yeah. they, they got it. Just <laughs> the live the live cut was bad, but the, but the replay was excellent. Uh, I'm I'm going to, so. I'm going to bitch about Fox's coverage at some point. You want me to do it now? Yeah. Or you want to save it for later? I mean, I was, I was disgruntled with their coverage too. So. so here's, here's the problem with Fox's coverage that I have. And I've noticed people have been talking about this on Reddit and I've heard a couple other people say it in other places as well. Bromberg, Bromberg was all over it. I <laughs> don't even pay attention to him anymore, but um, no, 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 he drives me crazy. You know that. Know. Um, so I think Fox went through this thing where they won so many awards for their coverage of the races or for their cool camera angles that they've they've thought that that's all that they're there to do and they need to pay that attention to covering the race you know we've got these fancy camera angles you got the drone cam on the back stretch which is awesome by the way i love it we've got the bumper cams in the front of the cars that fox helped design that i don't like the positioning of um they have all these fancy great camera angles and they feel like they need to cut to them freaking constantly we yeah. have been doing for 12 years now or 11 years. We have been dealing with crank it up. Do we need crank it up anymore? <laughs> I mean, come on. I want to show me the race. Quit show me close up shots of these freaking cars. Yeah. Am I wrong? I mean, it's no, so I, frustrating. I love crank it up. I hate um, crank it up. God. If we do it once a race. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, it's I will race. say they've cut it down. A lot. Yeah, it's yeah. not every well, 10 laps like it used to be. Yeah. Once a race isn't going to bother me, but yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Fox um, does some great production work, but the problem is, is the great production work doesn't always le lend itself to good coverage of an event. Yeah. And they've got, you know, Boyer's not bad in the booth. I, I think Boyer is actually a great compliment to Mike joy. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought Stewart was really solid again this week. <laughs> I, knew, he, I knew you'd say that. He wasn't as good as he was at the Coliseum. He was not though. nearly um, as good as he was. He, let's yeah. put it this way. At the Coliseum, he stood out. I, yeah. I forgot about him at Daytona. Yeah, he didn't uh, He didn't take a whole lot of chances. I forgot um, he was there Sunday. except when Clint was re was trying to wrap Ragging him up. on him. That was yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, they've got they've got good commentary um, for the most part. I mean, Danica's you know, coming back, so. Yeah, that's going to really. <laughs> that might be a race on mute. So yeah. No offense to anybody else involved. Um, but yeah, I think we got some, there's definitely some improvements that need to be made. It's so frustrating uh, because like you said, Mike joy is the epitome of NASCAR broadcasting. I mean, he really is. And, and he's going to make anybody yep. you put in the booth with him better. Yep. Um, he's going to make any broadcast better, but, and, and I know it's easy to sit here and, and bitch about Fox and compare him to NBC or whatever. And, and I'm glad that we get two different yep. products throughout the season. Um, because we do get to contrast the two. Yeah. Um, but just, I mean, I guess it's good that we're complaining about them being too artsy, but mm -hmm. just show me the damn race. Quit, quit, get rid of these low yeah. camera angles. Give me some high camera angles like we used to have. Well, and NBC show me the race. Does, 
NBC does uh, does definitely a better, more professional yeah broadcast, which they always. But have. you know, right? But boogity, Fox, boogity. I, yeah, boogity boogity. Uh, you know, Fox is going to do their thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I don't see Fox treating the NFL this way. So that's that's my I guess my problem. I don't know. They've got some artsy shots they do in the NFL too, but well, yeah, but, but the, they, the, they don't. The difference around. between the NFL and in this is that they do all the artsy shots in the NFL on the replays. Yes. Because in the NFL, you have three seconds of action and then five minutes of nothing. Yeah, it's tough. You it's know. Tough. So, yeah. but you don't get that in NASCAR. You, we want to see the race. Show yep, me the exactly. race. Exactly. Yep. I don't really need all these. I, I think it's great that we're adding onboard cameras. We've got so many onboard cameras, but I don't need to see every onboard camera. Right. The problem yep. is, is that the reason we're seeing an onboard camera is not because we want to show you this cool onboard camera. It's because, you know, Dollar General paid for this onboard camera to be featured on the broadcast. Right. Exactly. Which I'm exactly. going to get into that later, but I'm going to take a different <laughs> angle than you think I'm going to take. Um, so James, you got on here on the notes and, and I think it's a good place to talk about it. What do we think of the racing overall in the 500? Um, I'll start. I personally thought this was an Daytona 500. I yeah. think, you know, this car, there were, there was definitely some apprehension. I think we had a lot of our concerns alleviated at the, at the, the clash. Um, but there still was a lot of, you know, question as to whether this car was going to race well, especially after we watched the races on Thursday where everybody went yep. single file and acted like they couldn't pass. Yep. Um, but I thought we saw it wasn't the greatest Daytona 500 in history, but we saw a darn good Daytona 500. We got we saw a really good race to start out a, a yep. season when there are a lot of eyes on us. Yeah, I was concerned on Thursday a little bit, I, I you know, 10 percent. Um because I think the teams were definitely conservative on Thursday. Yeah. How, however, <coughs> excuse me. I got all excited there. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I would say on Sunday, that looked like super speedway, plate racing, whatever you want to call it. That's that's what that looked like. That looked like real Daytona. And I heard Steve Phelps say this to Marty Smith on Marty's podcast. Uh, he said, what you're going to see this season is going to be a product of us doing a ton of testing. And he compared it to the start of the COT where he said, he asked Marty if, if he knew this answer and Marty didn't, he said, how many tests did we do with the car of tomorrow before we put it in race conditions? And the number was one. They did one <sighs> test. I, I didn't think there was much testing for it. Yeah. They didn't test that car hardly at all. This car has been tested, tested, tested hours and hours, laps and laps. Uh, so the, the Shoot, had an extra in, year of testing they did exactly and so this car definitely came in it looked prepared i thought the cars held up well on the safety aspect as yeah. well uh there were some pretty hard crashes william byron hit that inside wall pretty hard i felt um, a lot better as much as it sucks to tear up a car on thursday i was really happy to see somebody take a bullet on thursday yeah um, joey. it helped that it was joey you know m most people don't mind him taking that bullet uh, but I don't know what Joey was thinking. I don't know what he was thinking. It was oh, such, such a, a stupid, bad such a stupid oh. move. And he admitted it afterwards, um, which I give yeah. him a lot of credit for admitting it. It was stupid. Yeah. He um, pounded the fence. And, he hit uh, that sucker hard. And when he hit it that hard and he was fine, I, I think the concerns were just gone. Yeah. And, and Harrison's flip, you know, like you said, Eric, the car didn't dig in. Uh, you, yep. It looked like Daytona. That, yeah. that, that looked like Daytona. And that was a great sign. I think NASCAR's got a little bit of a problem with this car. Uh, with the teams not being, or with the drivers after they've been in an incident, not being able to drive them on flats. Yeah. Uh, that seems to get that, that cost Alex Bowman a yeah, lot of time. So they saw the, the interliners, right? 
I, yeah, but the cars, the tires are so thin that they're they're falling uh, on the bottom of the car, and they can't. Right. But it the tires almost, are just spinning. It almost looks like the tires are going completely. Like the inner liner is not staying up either. But I don't know. It's yeah. hard to tell. Yeah, I, there's not. I mean, we gotta remember too. These tires used to have a lot of travel right in between the the track and the and where the rims started. There, it's yeah. that's gone now. And then the cars are when the when the tires are flat, they're sitting they're sitting on the track. Do so you? Nothing... I mean, do you really need to fix that problem though, James? I mean, maybe just don't spin out. Well, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I mean, I tell Tony, you're getting caught up in other people's crap. Hey, so man, don't spin out. I, I, I get it, but the should be a punishment should... for being spun out. Yeah, but should be punishment if you go on the grass. Yeah, I I don't it's know. Back to that old argument. I don't know if the cars. I'm less cars concerned dri- about it. But you can lose a tire at any time. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. You can run over. Ask Casgrala. Yeah, and you can run over something. <laughs> right, exactly. You can run over something and and your day's over if, if this is the case. I, I don't know if I mean Yeah, I know. I'm I'm being I know you I know you're playing devil's advocate. But right, you're right. I mean, don't get in trouble. That's that's right. I mean, that's the old saying, you know, don't race in the back of the pack if you don't want to get caught up in back of the pack crap. You yeah. know, it's it's the same saying. So uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. Don't don't get yourself in trouble, and you don't have to worry about it. But still, I think uh, there's like you said, Eric. You said it earlier. You said it perfectly. Uh, we're still learning with this car. Mm-hmm. Lots of trial and error going in. We had wheels flying off. I think that'll yeah. be uh, that'll be hopefully resolved in the next couple of weeks. We can't have we can't have tires just flying off uh, cars either. So. We're gonna come back to Daytona in August, and it's not gonna look anything like this. No, you're probably right. You know, we're going to learn so much by August and so much. Yeah. Even by by Talladega. I think even by Talladega, we'll, we'll be in a different situation than we are, but I was really, you know, you know, me, Eric, I had a lot of concerns about this car, um, but it's passed. I'd say 90% of the tests thrown at it so far. This, this car is definitely an a um, for everything else that's going through right now. Now we're heading to California. Things can change. But right. so far, so good. I think I think we're on the right track with this bad boy. I, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing out there. Yeah. Uh, so A for your grade on the on the new car so far. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's not failing very many. It's not failing in very many areas, other than maybe flipping over pretty yeah. easily. Um, you know, Who knows? I mean, thing, but... let's. We will say we had several cars spin around, and only one went airborne. Um, so it's really easy to say that one went over really easily. But I will say that. Every car that's gone airborne that we've seen go airborne in the last 10 years has made contact with something first. Yes. And because of that, you're never going to be able to design for that because when it no. makes contact and gets damaged, it changes the aerodynamic properties of that car. Yes. And so they're not just spinning and going airborne completely willy nilly. It's there's, and yes, I just use willy nilly on the podcast again. I think I've done it before. <laughs> um, but you know, so some things you're just not gonna be able to control. And so maybe, maybe it was just a fluke thing just happened and it's not something we need to worry about, but obviously it, it's a bad look when one of the first accidents with the car is a car going upside down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I give it an A as well. I think, uh, so far it's really impressed. I think, um, you know, we had, we had a few mechanical failures again this weekend. Uh, they seem, seem to be in the tire department. We'll talk about those in a second. Um, whereas at, the Coliseum, I was okay with them because, hey, we're breaking stuff and cars are, you know, out of the race because of it. But we can't be breaking stuff that's, that could hurt people. Um, yep. But, James, I have one more question before we talk about tires. Uh, yeah. Did you notice that the numbers were moved? <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't notice it. I didn't care. I just don't care. They look fine. Well, 
<clears throat> when the cars are racing, when they're racing, you don't really. They pay look like they that. look like NASCAR yeah, they cars. They look like race cars. Yeah, it's like the same thing we've been looking at all the time. Yeah, I I'm never gonna not notice it. I don't think <laughs> it's it's gonna take me a long time. I'm already but used I, to you it. You know what? I will make you a promise that the first time that it starts looking normal to me, I will let you know. All right, sounds good. I won't ask it's, you every week. I'm then. not. I'm not. I'm just not there yet. I still can't grasp it. I don't notice reason. it anymore. It's 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 already old news. Yeah, and some teams, I I will say, like I think I've said this before, but some teams with their paint schemes really make it not noticeable. Yeah. Um, other teams don't know what they're doing, and they they just don't look great. So let me put it this way: I think the cars look funnier with the numbers in the old spot without the contingency decals than they do now with the numbers in the new spot, because when when the contingency decals were there, it made sense, but it just yeah. doesn't make any sense to have all that empty space or the big. I don't like the big sponsor in front of the numbers. I just don't. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Let's talk tires, James, because obviously this is a big story. Um, we'll start with the tires being lost on the track. Uh, we had Kaz Grala lose a tire, um, completely lost a tire off the car and went flying. Mm -hmm. um, we had uh, Justin Haley, who had a different type of failure where part of the wheel remained on the car um, and the tire went flying. Um, I will say that, you know, there's a lot of talk about this car getting airborne. There's a lot of talk about the car in the fence, uh, on Saturday. Uh, but this is the most dangerous thing that happened this weekend. And this is something that immediately needs to be fixed because yeah. one of these tires, I don't know how much they weigh. I'm sure they're still just as heavy as they used to be, even though they're aluminum now instead of steel. Um, this goes in the stands that kills somebody yeah. and you cannot have that. And there is no predictability of where one of these things is going to go if it gets hit by a car, which, yep. you know, it's just, there is, there is no excuse for this. And I know, yep. you know, in the past, there's been a major penalty for tires getting loose. I don't know that we can do that in this weekend because obviously we're still learning about this tire uh, yep. or this wheel, but we got to fix this fast. Um, yeah. So it doesn't continue to happen. So in the old car, you know, you'd have a loose wheel. You still had lugs on it, but this one it's, it's either on or off. Yep. And I don't know what they got to do to fix that so that we don't have them off, but something's got to be done. Yeah. It's almost like we need to have some sort of a locking. I think there is some sort of a locking pin or something yeah. that helps this, but when you're going that fast, it's not, you know, you know what I um, bet would work is if you drilled out the holes on the wheels to make them bigger. Mm -hmm. So they, Oh wait, that's what Penske and Roush did. <laughs> and they're probably going to get penalized for it. <laughs> Could yeah I I don't I, Eric honestly I don't know yet um, yeah yeah these Penske and Roush um, I think Roush NASCAR Kozlowski. needs to punish them I think NASCAR yeah. needs to throw the freaking book at him and it's gonna look bad to take your Daytona 500 winner and change the story yeah you can't um, you can't allow for wiggle room unless you NASCAR has done the thing in the past though Eric where they have said don't do it again. You know. But here's the deal. They made a big deal about here are the new penalties. Mm -hmm. You are going to get cracked down on if you mess with any of these parts. Mm -hmm. And Penske says he told NASCAR that he was they were, they were doing this, didn't yep. hear anything back, so they figured yep. it was okay. That is tampering with these parts. Yep. But and again, are you setting an example then to everybody to hey, these gray areas, have at it, man. You're going to yep. you're going to get away with it if you're if you let them get away with it. But this goes back to, because Kozlowski said the same thing, and this goes back to NASCAR having issues with whatever their processes are yeah. when requests come in. This is the letsgobrandon.com thing. Yep. 
you've you've got a compliance issue or something going on you have to you have to be able to facilitate these requests when they come in right and if you're not replying to the teams then how can you severely punish them you can slap a warning on them and tell them don't do it again i don't know if you can take points away for this because if if both if if Keslowski and if this goes to the appeals process, I don't think you can take points. I, personally, I would not use points as a penalty for this. In my opinion, yeah, yeah. Um, I would go major money suspensions potentially, but not find the, points. Yeah, find find them crew chiefs suspended a week or Maybe. what the heck. Ever, I don't know. I, I yeah, I mean, it's tough. Yeah, you you've said like you said, Eric. Uh, NASCAR has said there's no wiggle room on this stuff, but again, if they're another, not going to punish, then they need to really say why. And another thing that you said to Eric that they need to consider is we are still in the process of this is all new with this car. Right. So what, what does, what is considered tampering? Is this really considered? I don't know the answer to that. I can't answer I'm that. I'm pretty sure it's, it's modifying a part I, and they modify I, a part. But but again, if if a request was made and not responded to, or yeah, but here's yes, here's the thing: if the rule is you can't modify this part, and you yep. say type an email to NASCAR and say, "Hey, Nat, dear NASCAR, do you mind if we modify this part?" And they don't. I'm sure you're, that's how it goes. you're a parent, James. Right, right. If your daughter, you tell your daughter, "No, you cannot have a cookie. You can't yep. have that cookie." You tell her yep. 15 times she can't have that cookie. And then she asks you, can I have that cookie? And you ignore her and she eats the cookie. You're going to be mad. Oh, of course. Yeah. So yep. just because they didn't get an answer doesn't mean they can go drilling on the wheels. Yep. But they tamper has... with the part. Yes. But Na but Eric also to flip that argument around on you, NASCAR has a responsibility to interject before it gets to that point as well. You, if you keep telling your daughter no, and then she just goes and takes the cookie, you have also the opportunity to take the cookie jar and put it in another spot where it cannot be reached before this happens. So you are culpable as well. I so guess, in your, you in just your don't scenario. let them have the wheels. What are you saying? What are you, what are you what are not supposed to do? I don't do? know. I just feel like you should. I, there's a comment. They have to race. Here's the, That's the penalty, James. They can race next week. They don't lose any points, but they don't get wheels. You can't have wheels. Right. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Uh, <laughs> But the common thing that we're seeing right now with NASCAR is, hey, you guys have you guys have responsibility here too to answer these teams and not allow for stuff like this to happen. So you've got to slap them on the hand, if you will, but you've also got to take a look at your internal process. And that's where I think if this goes to appeal and gets looked at by a board of whomever, that's where I think this kind of thing has to get ironed out and yeah. ironed out in a quick in a quick hurry. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with you, man. I think that's fine. That's fine. I think this is an instance that even if they find out that what Penske and Roush were doing is better and will keep these tires from flying off, I think they still need to throw the book at them. Mm -hmm. I still think they need to. And it sucks that your Daytona 500 winner is on one of the teams that needs yep. to have the book thrown at them. But I'm sorry, you you set a rule in place. Yep. You made a big gap on your soapbox at the beginning of the season that nobody's going to mess with these parts. And then yep. somebody messed with, they didn't have to run a freaking lap and a points yep. paying race yet. And somebody messed with the part. Yep. You know, that's, I think you got to throw the book at them and sure. that sucks, but that's what you got to do. Otherwise yep. there's no teeth behind any of your threats. 
Erica, unfortunately, you know the world that we live in these days. There's uh, no such thing. There's no such thing as black and white. Yeah, anymore. I know. I know. What's <laughs> What's probably going to happen is NASCAR probably is going to throw the book at him. It's going to go to appeals and it's going to get reduced. That's probably yeah, what will that'll happen. That's probably it. Yeah. Yep, that's probably what will happen. Yep. But I think, and, I, and I think, yeah, and I think, I think they will look at the performance benefits of this as well. Yeah. Is it making the car go faster? Um, yes or no. And if the answer is yes, then that's one result. And if it's no, then could be another result. Makes, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Makes the pit stops more successful. I don't know. Could, I don't know. It's yeah, tough, but it's more successful pit stops or safer if, pit stops. I don't know. If we, if we learned anything this weekend, it's that RFK is not afraid to push the no. boundaries of a lot of different things. So, so I have a question for you before we leave the Daytona 500. So um, Brad Keselowski, Chris Buescher both ran real well this weekend. Brad Keselowski close to winning the Daytona 500. One is, um, dual Led race. The most Actually, laps. They, yeah. They, they both won the dual race. Um, yep. there were a lot of doubts with Kozlowski going over to Roush Fenway, um, whether he was leaving a great organization to go to one that hasn't, that struggled in recent years, whether it was yep. a big mistake. Um, I see a ton of people saying, you know, look at this is vindication for the clash. Brad made the right decision. It's a good move. He's going to make this organization better, blah, blah, blah. Here's my counter argument. The number six car has been in this position how many times over the last several years in the Daytona 500? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That David six car Reagan. has yeah. run really well. Um, you know, Ryan Newman almost won this race until he ended up hitting the head, literally, yep. you know, on the front stretch. Um, I don't know that you can say that this is vindication yet because this car should perform well at these races. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, come talk to me after next week, after the next couple of weeks, and we'll see how Keselowski runs these other tracks. Look, I yep. want him to do well. I hope that, that the car evens I out. I hope yep. that Keselowski brings something to that team, gets that team back to greatness because I think it needs to be. Um, yep. Even though I've not been a fan of Roush for several years, I still think that that team needs to be great. It uh, needs to be competitive. Um, yep. But I don't know. I, I, I You got to show me yet. It's You yep. haven't shown me enough at Daytona. Yeah, and I will counter with this. The the end result may be the same. The six car ends up in second place on its roof, or, or Brad is pushing the winner to the to the five hundred. I mean, they're they're both in winning positions at the end of the race, right? Right. That doesn't tell you the story of the journey of how those teams got there. Those those RFK cars were excellent on Thursday at the yeah. qualifying races, and Brad Kozlowski, that six car, yes, it had a shot to win. That's all you can ask for but he was dominant in that race for stretches and leading and the way he was driving was super aggressive. They've got a long way to go, but this definitely looked like a positive step in the right direction for them. They've got a long, long way to go, long way to go. I don't want to set the bar too high, but this team, um, this team looks solid. I mean, they were the talk of the weekend, Eric, they were there. So let's, let's see, let's see what, uh, Let's see what the next few weeks bring. Yeah. Um, Look, I mean, and... I, I'm not trying to be hard on Brad. You know, I mean, Brad's, no, no, Brad's we... Michigan boy. We love Brad. It's fair. It's fair to be hard. It's fair, yep. though. It's fair. We love we Brad. I, I want to see Brad get another title. I'd like to see Brad succeed in this in this car. Uh, I want to see Brad succeed as a team owner. Yep. You know? and, and I think and I think nobody, Eric, understands that this is going to be hard more than Brad Kozlowski. Yeah. He is a realistic expectations guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, He's so definitely he... a realist. Yep, he's not he's not looking at this and sugarcoating any of it. He's got work to do, but it's great to see. I think 
a little bit of the other teams coming up just a tick here. Mm-hmm. So I, let's let's keep an eye on it. I don't I don't want to say it's not going to happen for these guys. I, I really want to see more. I still I'm, think I'm excited. I, I I think we've what we've seen in the past two weeks of racing um, mm-hmm. is that we what we've predicted or what we thought mm-hmm. that this was going to even the playing field is happening. Um, it's, it's again, something you, you went, you had a short track race that's shorter than we've ever raced before. You have yep. a super speedway race. They don't tell you this full story because obviously it's not what we race on all the time. Yeah. Um, but we've seen teams, we've seen Justin Haley perform well at the Coliseum. We saw guys perform at the Coliseum that you wouldn't expect. Reddick and, and, yeah. Yep. We saw yep. at, at Daytona. I mean, you know, the, I mean, Eric Jones in the 43 car was a super threat all day really long. Really threat. Yeah. Yeah. McDowell was up there again. Reagan. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, heck, Chase Briscoe, who, you know, and now in the second year, uh, that was good to see. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see a different mix up front. Uh, You're still going to see the guys that you always see. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Driver talent matters. Kyle Busch isn't Kyle Busch because just because he's got great equipment. He's Kyle Busch because he's a damn good driver, too. That's right. You know, and you're going to see that Uh, the the cream's still going to rise to the top, but there's going to be some drivers they have more mm-hmm. skill than what you realize they had because they were an underfunded equipment. So yeah, when we when I saw Eric Jones up there battling um, yeah. and looking really strong, I was like, yeah, that's that's a positive because we know he's a good super speedway racer and that the correlation is there. Yep. So that that's definitely a positive sign. Yep. Uh, one more thing you mentioned earlier a couple times the the duels. Uh, James, what do you think of the duels? I mean, do we need to do these anymore? We we racing for two guys to miss the field. I love having another race, but what can we do to this race to make Thursday mean anything? Cause it doesn't mean anything anymore. They, they yeah, tried, they tried giving points away. That hasn't done anything either. I mean, Thursday, I, um, Thursday night, it was cool to see cars on the track, but man, I just kind of like, is it over with yet? Yeah. Can I short. Uh, uh, run a couple 30 lap dashes and be done. I had this feeling on Sunday and let me know if you felt the same thing. Yeah. Uh, the clash was great out there in California. Yeah. I felt like the something was turned down on the Daytona 500. And I don't know if it's because we didn't spend as much time there for speed. Oh, see, weeks. I didn't feel like that. I felt it a little bit. I don't want to get rid of the Thursday races. I look forward to those. Dude, I was don't, sick this weekend, so maybe that has something to do with it. Don't take my don't take my Thursday races away. But Please. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, man, and I had Supercross mixed in there on Saturday night too. Yep. By the time the race was done or on Sunday, it's like, man, I'm glad we're finally to this cup race. Yeah. Eric, let me you know, if you said, Hey James, what if we call them the dual one hundreds? fine. Yeah. Fine. I don't care if you shorten them a little bit, but keep my Thursday. Don't take my Thursdays away, man. It's unique. What the can, Daytona 500 what can we do to them? I mean, is there something we can do to them? We don't need to do anything to them. That's my argument. I'd leave them alone. Yeah, but you're, leave them alone. What's the point? Do we have to fix everything? Do we have to fix everything? I just don't see the point. <laughs> I don't see the point of them. I mean, I guess, I guess the one thing I can give them now is that without the clash, it gives Daytona fans a chance to see the cars in action before the 500. Yep. Um, hey, we got, it's, I don't know. They, it, and I don't think it's nobody's fault. It's just, there's not as many cars turning up to the races and maybe next year with this new car, there'll maybe. be 50 cars trying to qualify again and it'll Perhaps. be worth something. Yeah, but I then mean, in, the- in that st- instance, James, I say, uh, door over clear mentioned it, uh, this week and I, it's a good idea. In that case, if there's all those cars showing up, then let's take the top 30. You're in the 500 and let's take the rest of the cars and run a consolation race. Last sure. chance race instead of, the, instead of the duels. Then everybody in it is racing to get into the race. 
you know, the Just last my, 10, yep, the top 10 fine. spots make the race. Then race it on Thursday night and make it yep. a 200, 200 miler. I don't, whatever you got to do. No, I don't know Just about don't that. take, don't take my Thursdays away. Longer. Man. Don't make them longer. I just don't think we need to fix everything. Like, there's no race in NASCAR that needs to be longer. The day, the Daytona 500. We're gonna run the Daytona sell- 250 next year. We're gonna shorten it up and make it better. The Daytona 500 is a week long celebration of the start of the season. We've got Arca, we've got trucks, Xfinity. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Arca race. God, someone is racing this week. Yeah, don't take away my, don't take away my Daytona. I like my Daytona at the start right. of the year. I look forward to it every February. Eric, leave my leave my Thursday. You know how much me. Daytona we have? We have still two races to talk about, James. I know. We're getting there. Um, real quick before we leave the 500, Austin Sendrick uh, 60, won the 64th annual Daytona 500. It was his first victory in eight NASCAR Cup Series races. He's the 41st driver, James, to win the Daytona 500. Uh, let's see. Bubba Wallace posted his second runner-up finish. And fourth top 10 finish in 10 races at Daytona. Uh, let's see. Austin Sendrick, of course, was the highest finishing rookie. Becomes the first rookie to win the Daytona 500. Piece of trivia there. Trevor Bain was not running for rookie of the year when he That's won right. the 500. So uh, there you go. Uh, Team Penske's third Daytona 500 victory. He won in 2008 with Ryan Newman, 2015 with Joey Logano, and 2022 with Austin Sendrick. It is Ford Motor Company's 17th victory in the Daytona 500. Nine drivers, James, have posted their first career NASCAR Cup Series victory with a win in the Daytona 500. Tiny Lund in 1963, Mario Andretti 1967, Pete Hamilton 1970, Derek Cope 1990, Sterling Marlin 1994, Michael Waltrip 2001, Trevor Bain 2011, Michael McDowell last year, and Austin Sindrick this year. There you go. Eric, I got one little stat for you. Yeah. Austin Sindrick was the 199th different winner yes. in the cup series i did so know that the next guy is number 200 number 200 so that's gonna be pretty cool who will be number 200 will it be tyler reddick will it be tyler reddick will it be <laughs> chase briscoe will it be who else on that who's all who else is on that list uh, uh daniel hemrick Corey lejoy landon castle all those guys then daniel suarez it's up yeah, to you there you go it's, it's up for you uh, all right, cool. let's bust through these other two races a little quicker than we did that one, uh, which yeah, we usually was... <laughs> do. Yeah. Uh, NASCAR Xfinity Series raced the 41st annual Beef It's What's for Dinner 300 on Saturday. Uh, Austin Hill got his victory, uh, his first victory in 16 NASCAR Xfinity Series races. Uh, another rookie getting a win on uh, at Daytona this weekend. Shout out, yeah. Um, I think the big story of this one, of course, is the last lap wreck with Myatt Snyder hitting the fence in the backstretch. I put in the notes. He tries to board Michael Jordan's bus through the backstretch catch fence. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, you know, I'll tell you what. If if anything good came from this, James, it is the fact that we got coverage of the fact that Michael Jordan's hanging out at a NASCAR race on a Saturday night. He was there all weekend. Yeah. Partying at the bus, man. Dude. So, OK. So people who don't care about the NBA won't know this. Uh, but Michael Jordan was, did not show up to the 75th anniversary team photo shoot because he was, you know, partying down in Daytona (laughs) and then he arrived and what appeared to be having a great time at the Daytona 500. He showed up in Cleveland that night for the halftime ceremony (laughs) and looked like he had the best time of his life. So, uh, a lot of people saying that Michael Jordan had partied all day at the Daytona 500 and showed up in his best mood uh for the all-star game celebration so i yeah but can you imagine the storyline eric if a piece of debris had hit michael jordan oh my god landing in the bus i mean the front of the bus had suspension parts in it oh 
man. Protect MJ. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. It's so far. We've been really lucky. Um, every time one of these cars gets in the catch fence, it doesn't go in top side first. Um, I still worry about what happens if it does, because the catch fence tends to rip apart whatever it makes contact with. However, I will say every time we've had an accident like this in many years, that driver's compartment's solid and the rest yep. of the car is designed to tear apart. So um, just a testament to the safety of these things. Maya Snyder walks away just fine. I uh, did have some foot pain. Uh, he's been cleared to race, though, for this weekend. So, Yeah, he's a um, tough dude, man. That yeah, was, uh, that was that a was heck of a wreck, man. That was pretty wicked. Uh, he described it, too. And, and it sounds like these guys can process this in slow motion. Right. It's crazy. Where he said, yep, I'm spinning. And he said, all of a sudden, I'm looking at the track. And he, he said, oh, man, it's going to hurt. Uh, and, and sure enough, he went for a wild ride. And every time we see cars get into the fence at Daytona, it's, you know, the engine goes somewhere and yeah. it's just, uh, we, we've been pretty lucky lately that we haven't been, I mean, we haven't hit the fence since yeah. I mean, I th- Austin Dillon was the biggest one. Yeah. I guess, I guess Kozlowski got in the fence last year on the back stretch, just barely Newman kind of maybe. Yeah. Newman, a- I guess got into the fence a little bit. Um, yeah, but I mean, at first I'm like, oh, well, th- at least thank God it didn't happen where there were people. I didn't realize they had campers parked there now. Like they do at a lot of yeah. tracks. So. Yeah, they used to and be a grandstand. And it turns out right it's mil- multi-million dollar campers and Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the b- 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 billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, my um, goodness gracious. Overall, I thought the Xfinity race was also, I mean, I think all three races were really good this weekend. Um, yeah, lots of, four, lots of reckoning. Even, even the Arca race wasn't bad. Yeah, the Xfinity race was the wild one of the weekend for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, which doesn't surprise me. That series tends to be pretty wild to begin with. Yep. Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to mention about the, the 500 because I wanted to shout out um, Dave Spain who pointed it out. Uh, Dave mentioned that um, on, his, on his Facebook that um, the, the cool thing about the 500 was that the cars couldn't run three wide comfortably. So they yeah. ran two wide. And when we had the wrecks... We had five car wrecks instead of 20 car wrecks because people mm-hmm. had places to go. Yeah. And I don't think that that actually is a product of this car. I think that's a product of people still racing a little more carefully. Um, mm-hmm. I think when we go back to Daytona, we will see three wide racing with this car again. Talladega will get three wide. But if, if he's right, then that's what used to separate Daytona and Talladega is Daytona. Mm-hmm. You didn't run three wide. You didn't run yeah. three wide at Daytona until 2001 when yeah. they put that package on the cup cars. Uh, before that's why 2001 was so insane because we never ran three wide at Daytona yeah. like that. Um, but well, I think too, Eric, the, the lower in the groove you went, the cars kind of bogged out on the, uh, on the RPMs in the cup series too. Yeah. seemed to be Kyle Busch was kind of explaining that a little bit. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the top line definitely seemed to be the fastest way around the track because you could keep them wound up. So just an interesting kind of guy. I like that. That's a good observation. That's something to kind of keep an eye on as we head into Talladega too. Yeah, I definitely thought it was interesting. Uh, Austin Hill led 23 laps on the day, which is second most. Uh, the most were led by Daniel Hemrick uh, with 38. Uh, let's see. AJ Allmendinger, Noah Gregson round out the top three. Uh, sh- oh, here. Shelvin Creed. Gets a sixth place yeah. finish. In his oh. debut. His yeah. full-time debut. Yep. Um. I, not really any surprises in this one. Ty Gibbs finishes 11th. Um, yeah, Ty Gibbs going, uh, the worst kept secret came out this week. He's a full-time uh, driver in the yeah. X-Men series. No kidding. Um, 
or no duh you could right, say right yeah <laughs> but no good good show on saturday i mean it's i mean everything when it comes to daytona man everything's just appetizers for the big day so yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough, but you know, I think the big story, Matt, Matt Snyder, Myatt, come on, Myatt James Snyder, <laughs> he's, he's good. Um, he's, he's healthy and he'll get to race and yeah, we'll get to see these Xfinity cars back on the track, uh, here shortly. Yeah. A couple more days. Yeah. Myatt Snyder finished 22nd still after hitting the catch fence. So yeah, he did. Uh, let's see Friday night. We had the truck series, the next energy, energy two fifty. uh, Zane Smith gets a win in uh with last year's daytona 500 winning team yeah uh leads three laps to get the win here this race to me was interesting because uh i expected a lot of carnage in this this race historically has a lot of carnage and it was clean until the last stage yeah this was uh yeah i mean there was a lot of a lot of trucks uh (laughs) yeah you said that last stage that's a good point we we wadded Uh, some up oh yeah we definitely wadded them up they just Um, waited to do it Yep, for sure. Uh, and, and it took out some some legit, you know, contenders. I mean, you had Crafton in there. You had um, Grant Enfinger in there. Those guys are, you know, they're no slouches. Uh, yeah. Johnny Sauter. So, yeah, but I think. What a bummer for Crafton. Part- I think Crafton is the Dale Earnhardt of the truck series yeah. in this race. Exactly. John Hunter was in kind of, uh, he got damaged and it wasn't, it wasn't a contender. He led the most yep. laps on the day. Um, but I felt like. I felt like Ty Majeski was going to be a favorite. He kind of didn't get his shot there late. So, um, yeah, it was kind of interesting to see Zane Smith sneak in there. And it was cool to see the Love's Travel Shop get back to Daytona, uh, back in the victory lane again. Uh, I thought your boy Ben Rhodes uh, was was actually the favorite there at the end, yeah. but uh, c- couldn't quite hang with Zane uh, towards towards the end there. But, yeah, Ben Ben's so good at these super speedways. Um, showed it again. Super strong. Uh, you know, and I, then again, I was pulling for Parker Kligerman. I always love when he's out there. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, I mean, there's so many cool guys that to root for in the truck series. I really like uh, the crop of talent we've got coming through that series right now. Um, you know, Ho- Carson Hosevar, another one, but yeah, so, so many good drivers and uh, it was cool to see Zane Smith get himself, uh, get himself a, a win here early in the season. Uh, Jesse little finishes sixth place. Um, good run yep. for him. Trying to look here to see. The burrito top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Benedetto's first truck series race. Uh, first truck series race, right? I believe yeah, that's first he one. never run the truck series before. Yeah. That was his first. Uh, yeah. Let me look. I'll double check that. I believe it is true. Yeah, it was his first one at the age of 30 years old. He has one race and one top 10. So there you go. Uh, trying to see if there's anything else worth pointing out in this one. Um, Let's see. It's Zane Smith's fourth victory in 47 Camping World Truck Series races. Yep. Uh, I will revisit this truck series race when we get to Jackass Corner. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use it up here. <laughs> uh, Lawless Allen in 25th place was the highest finishing rookie in this one. What a great name, right? Yes. <laughs> Love that. Um. Oh, there's another statistic too with uh with Austin Sindrick uh, joining the ranks. He is. Yeah. He is triple crown. Yeah. Triple crown. I forget what the number is. I think there's 37, 37, 37, 37. Yep. There you go. And the list is pretty interesting to see how It's a great list. It's interesting to see how many or how few drivers there are on that list that have won only a couple cup series races. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
David so. Rudiman's on that list. That's yeah. one of the more interesting ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kyle Busch is the leader of the the crew. Yeah, of course. Uh, with his with his Xfinity series prowess. Uh, man, yeah, it's a great list. If yeah. you yeah, if you go look that up, the 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 drivers who have won in the top three series is is a fun one. I meant to have it ready, but I uh, I forgot. I don't think like there's guys that are not on that list. Like I don't think oh yeah kyle kyle larson is on that list now because he won the eldora race so yeah there's um but yeah there's some really good drivers who aren't on that list for example all right uh anything else from daytona worth talking about james did we miss anything i mean the lot the off season's over and i I can't believe we're already past daytona and we're off to auto club uh daytona it's over man i was looking forward to it too yeah, we're here. Uh, we go. We're rolling. We're in the now. real season now. Yeah, this the pageantry's over. We've yep. had our fun. Now we're in the grind. Yep. Now is the point where my wife gets sick of me watching races every weekend. Yep. We are. Yeah, we're in the grindhouse now. This is this is we're in for the long haul. I was we sick all one. weekend this weekend, so she didn't give me any crap for watching every single lap of every race, including Supercross. Yep. yep. Yeah, I didn't get in trouble this weekend either, so I was in good shape. <laughs> but yeah, from now from now on, uh, you weren't in good on. shape. No, I wasn't. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, yeah we're in trouble the rest of the way home yeah. and we only got one off week uh yeah. this year so woohoo yep <laughs> uh news james not a whole lot to talk about fresh out of daytona i'm assuming that we'll probably have more news uh later this week but uh chase elliott has signed a five-year extension with hendrick motorsports i don't think this is a surprise right i mean he's no we're, we're talking jeff gordon jimmy johnson territory for him right he not he's yeah not, he's uh he's a lifer until he decides he doesn't want to drive for yeah hendrick. He, he's going to no have to dig his way out of Hendrick Motorsports. And, yeah, there's and no why way. would you go anywhere else? I mean. Yeah. Guys, you know, even more so than Kyle Larson now at this point, too, um, because I think Kyle's got an interesting future ahead of him with some different things that he might do. But, yeah, Chase Elliott is uh, – he is the face of Hendrick Motorsports, even though he may not even be the best driver in the, t- in the, in the stable anymore. Uh, but he's still – he is still the – Yep, you said it. Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, that's him. He he's the next one in line. Who was the last time. guy to leave Hendrick Motorsports and not retire, but leave Hendrick Motorsports because they wanted to? Because they wanted to. Kyle <laughs> Busch doesn't even count there. No, he he didn't want to go. He got he got forced out. He got fired. Guys who left because they wanted to, not and not retiring. Daryl Waltrip. I mean, it's been a long time, man. That's the Casey thing. You don't Mears you don't leave even... Hendrick. I don't no, think Casey tra- Mears left on his own. No, I don't think he did either. Brian Vickers, I don't think he did no, either. I don't think so. Oh man, I'm trying to think of anybody else qualifies. Mark Martin, but he, again, he re- yeah, he, he retired. Semi- retired. He, he retired. He, yeah, he was pretty much done. Yeah. Um, that was a different. Golly, that was a different man. deal. Casey Kane retired. Well, no, Casey Kane was forced out. Yeah. Casey so was forced yeah, out. yeah. Nobody leaves Hendrick who wants to leave Hendrick. That, that's right. strange. Hendrick Kyle locks Bush him in, man. Kyle Busch is probably the closest, and and that was that that actually he didn't want to back, leave though. No, that got ugly. Yeah, that got really, really ugly. ugly. Yeah, that was not not great. There's so. a lot of behind the scenes stuff and stuff that it would have changed history if stuff would have been known. That well, oh god, it's it's an interesting it's interesting deep dive if you want to deep dive in on it. Yeah, Kyle Busch leaving Hendrick Motorsports and going to Gibbs is a course of history changer. That and yep. and that. And that was the Dale Earnhardt Jr. move. So, yep. you know, that's that's a big what if in NASCAR history. Yep. All right. I guess it's time to talk about California. We're going to Auto Club Speedway this weekend, James. It's the first time we've raced here uh, since 2000, 2020 because 2021 
uh, right before canceled. COVID. Yeah. Right before COVID started. Yeah. Yep. yep. So we, uh, we had there this weekend. Um, and it is the brand new quarter mile or half mile. Sir. Oh no, wait, that's right. They didn't nope, do the construction. It's still the two mile course. <laughs> yeah. Um, and come on guys, we had two years to get this thing done. Mark my words, okay. guys, we'll be back on a two mile track next year too. Sounds and like the year it. after yep. and the year it after sounds like it. it sounds like there it. will not be a half mile track at Fontana. Sorry guys. Mark my words. Yeah, some, someday. Mark my words. It ain't happening. <laughs> uh, with that, James, how did you do on the picks this week? Did you do well? Did you beat me? I mean, well, I, I had a pretty bad pick in the cup race with Justin Haley. I did beat you in two races, but I did not beat you in total points earned. Thank you, Tate Fogelman. Um, yeah, I scored. Uh, I had Fogelman, Creed, and Blaney. I scored 79. But I points. still scored the least amount of points in the race with Justin Haley with 14. So You did, yeah. So Ben Rhodes got you the win, though. Yep. Um, you beat me by, uh, by eight points. Yep. So, uh, Eric, you are the points leader after one week. And we go, we pick two this week here. We pick two. For, uh, we pick two. First one so, is the Xfinity series, the production Alliance 300. And James gets the first pick because he is behind. Yeah. Give me Ty Gibbs. <coughs> Ty Gibbs. Oh, I just got the cough in the show too. <laughs> well, I had one earlier too. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going, uh, I'm, I'm going with um, what I know. And I know Ty Gibbs probably hasn't raced here, but I'm not worried about that him don't being matter. fast. That, that don't, don't matter. It, it don't matter. matter. Um, He's gonna be fast. I'm gonna go with a guy who's got a good record here, and Justin Allgaier. There you go. And the Cup Series races Sunday with the Wise Power 400. Who do you got in the Cup Series, James? Oh man, I was gonna look back at who's done well here in the past, and it's been so long. Um, Alex Bowman won this race driving the 88. So, well, uh, let's put it this way. Is this the last race at California? Because if it is, I don't think so. Then Alex Bowman will win it because he pretty much wins every last race. Yeah, I don't know. No, he. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, I'm gonna go. Man, it seems to be that I. I want to pick. I want to pick Reddick, but I'm not going to because I think the Fords have something going on right now. Okay. Um, and I can't take Ryan Blaney, but give me Jolo. Right. For this one, I'll take Joey Logano um, just because I think the Fords are a little bit ahead of everybody else right now. And I'll take uh, since I can't have Laney, I'll take I'll take the next best uh, next best thing in the Penske camp. I'll take Joey. Well, and I'll take your scrappings and I'm going to go Tyler Reddick because that was my first pick. So I think yeah, uh, this... I had I have a hunch about Tyler Reddick. I, I'm not ready to pull the trigger on him just yet. This but yeah, he's going to be suits a Tyler Reddick. It just depends on whether you can run the high line here or not. And both of us are going to leave the weekend. Sunday's going to be over, and we're going to look at each. We're going to look at ourselves and say, "Oh yeah, Kyle Larson led 130 yeah. laps, right? That's um, true, and won the and won the race. You know so. who else is really good here is Kyle Busch." Kyle Busch um, will be good here. Terrible at Michigan, but he's great at California. Harvick is good here. Yeah. Um, man, who else has shown some stuff? Jimmy People Johnson needs to be really good here. Yeah, Johnson was good here, and he was terrible at Michigan too. Uh, yep. which is which is very strange. But yeah, I, I like uh, I like all the names we mentioned. Um, I like I said, I, Tyler Reddick is going to depend on whether we run the high line or not, because mm-hmm. obviously Reddick's a high line guy. I think this car suits him well for the high line because you can rub the wall a little bit. You can, yep. Um, maybe I don't know. Will the suspension hold? We're up? gonna the find tires out. Will. Yeah, we're gonna find out. But uh, but the question is, is it, are the cars too slow to where they can't 
where they're faster on the bottom and if they are yep. then that high line goes away well so. and, and eric too how different is this track it's been two years yes yeah. uh how rough is well this track? It's, it's not michigan weather that it gets so it shouldn't be too terrible but yep. it was bumpy yep. before it, it, man it was it was yep. one of the i say worst because it's the best slash worst surfaces in nascar mm-hmm. um it was one of the worst and now that uh now that atlanta's repaved um, yep. and, and Chicago land is not on the schedule anymore. This is now the rough track we got. Yep. It's this track was definitely aging into itself very nicely. Last time we were here. So last time they ran down that backstretch, it was like whoop de doos and supercross. I mean, that sucker was bumpy. Yep. They were so, chattering yeah, teeth. Yep. And, and Eric, this, this begins our West coast swing. Yes. Um, auto club, Vegas and Phoenix. I can't wait to get out of the West coast swing because I want to see what Atlanta does. Yep, in Atlanta, and then we got Coda back on uh, back on the schedule earlier this year too. So, um, yeah, we we are all over the place. I mean, we were in California, now we're back in California, yeah. and then we're going to Texas, and then we got an East Coast swing. So, yeah, we're we're in it now, buddy. Before yep. we know it, we're going to be at Bristol and Talladega. So, yeah, this is this is it, buddy. We're we're on now. There you go. Uh, shout outs this week. I wanted to give a shout out to Brandon crowd, uh, the host of lap traffic podcast, buddy of mine, uh, met him down at MIS a couple times, Chicago land, uh, him and his wife had a baby this week, uh, oh, awesome. leading, Congratulations. leading into the Daytona 500 weekend. So he got to hang out with his new pal Alden, uh, and watch the 500. So I got, he had a picture of a uh, picture holding him, uh, watching the truck race on his phone. It was pretty cool. So, uh, yep. congratulations to Brandon crowd and his wife, Lindsay on that one. So got any shout outs, awesome. James? Uh, I, I'll bring one back from, uh, I'll bring one back from the past. So our buddy, Elijah, whosoever, Elijah Burke, yep. um, had a, he's now with Roush Kozlowski, uh, RFK and, um, got to celebrate some, some victories over the weekend with the, uh, with the duels and saw that he was actually doing a lot of his winning graphics. Uh, he said on Twitter, that is the first time he's had two graphics that he's made posted in the same day. Uh, so that, that was pretty cool. So cool to see he made the jump from uh, Chip Ganassi to, to Roush last late, late last year. Um, so just a young guy in the sport building his building his credibility up. And um, I'm starting to see a lot more younger people kind of like Elijah starting to break through a little bit. So it's kind of cool to watch. And, and he's somebody I still keep an eye on for sure. Yeah. So give him a quick shout out. Um, and then, uh, and then we always do this, but the Baron bash is coming to us. <laughs> it's coming to a close. So we'll shout out Baron um, because the Baron bash is, is almost over. So pretty cool. There you go. All right. Uh, it's time for our favorite segment, James Jackass corner. You got a jackass this week. Oh yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to use your buddy. All right. Kyle Bush, can you stop complaining about how much it costs to, to own a truck team? <laughs> I love, and your I love the t-shirt. t-shirt, man. It was great. He's always whining about how expensive it is to run a team. If you don't want to pay for it, don't do it. Go do something else. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> You'll see Rick Hendrick wearing a, this is an expensive t-shirt. There is a guy, a team owner that used to bitch about the same thing. Uh, name rhymes with Tony Stewart. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Quit whining about it. All of you. I'll lump him in too. There you go. Um, <laughs> I am going to go. So there were a lot of complaints about commercials during the Daytona 500 uh, this week. And I'm going to sound like a little bit of a hypocrite right now. Uh, but I, my jackass is every single person bitching about commercials in the Daytona 500. 
Oh, it's so bad though. This is the Super Bowl of freaking NASCAR. Oh, you get it so on bad. on Big Fox. Suck it up and deal with some commercials. So there was a Reddit thread where somebody actually broke down uh, the 2001 Daytona 500, the 2010 Daytona 500, and this year's Daytona 500. When the commercial breaks happen, how many laps they lasted, on uh, how much racing, green flag racing was missed. And guess what, James? We've missed less green flag racing this year than those previous years. Why? Because we go side by side as much as we do. Um, yeah. I agree that Fox sucks when they choose to go to commercial. Um, I think it's more infuriating during the truck series race when we go to commercial with nine laps to go in the race. <laughs> um, but give Fox credit. They stuck with it for the last, all of the green flag laps from like 20 to go on. Um, guys, it, it costs a lot of money to do this. They need to make their money somehow. The best way to make their money is on the 500. I know a lot of people have compared this to Formula One. Formula One runs commercial free on ESPN. Well, you know why, why it runs commercial free on ESPN? Because as popular as the sport is becoming, nobody really watches Formula One. ESPN got the, got the, the sport for nothing. They basically paid for nothing. They can get one sponsor to pay for the whole thing. They don't need the commercials to... If, if the number of people started watching Formula One that watched Daytona 500, it would be littered with commercials too, just like the Daytona 500 is. It's oh, we're just get, we're getting we're getting there. It's we're just there. what it is, guys. I mean, it sucks. The only thing I will say is I hope that with the streaming packages that come in the next, uh, you know, the next contracts, I'm sure this won't happen. Um, but I will say I, I will say what what NBC and Peacock's doing with Supercross. Um, Supercross it doesn't matter, but with motocross it's great. Uh, the 20 minute motos that they show for motocross. If you pay for Peacock, you get them commercial free. They still announce during the commercial break. So you see the race and everything continues. You don't have to watch the commercials. Um, that would be cool if I, if you could get a commercial free option where you could pay extra and watch it without commercials, then everybody could stop bitching. But it's the same complaints every year. Every time you break it down, it's no more commercials than normal. It feels like it because now we have three commercials that we play 7,000 times instead of 7,000 commercials that we play three times, but just quit bitching about it and watch the damn race. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, good stuff. <sighs> Eric. And I sound like a hypocrite because I hate the commercials too, but come on. <laughs> I'm just tired of it. It's not going to uh, change. It's not. No, it's not going to change, man. Sorry. I'm just happy um, I get to watch the races. Speaking of, uh, you know what you so do, James, if you don't like the commercials, record the damn thing and and skip them. That's what I do. Start the race an hour late and just skip through the commercials. Listen, nobody likes commercials, man. We're in a we're in a Netflix society. That's the problem is we're also used to paying for streaming and we don't have yep. to watch commercials that we don't want to watch them anymore. That's either. dang right. And we listen to i we listen to our iPhones with our podcast when they have thirty second commercials. We skip, skip, skip right through yep. them. Satellite radio uh, without commercials, all that stuff. Yeah, I know. Eric, speaking of Netflix, today, yeah. yes, today, you're right. Bubba Wallace's documentary series came on. I am, have high hopes, so we'll. Um, I will watch some episodes and I will report back next week on the pod. Yeah, I'll have to watch how, a couple uh, to see uh, as well. I gotta I see how because, um, and man, if we can, if we can scratch the surface of what Drive to Survive did for F1, because De Eric. The excitement at the Daytona 500 oh, was man. fantastic. Wasn't it incredible keep... to have that full crowd in that full place? Crowd. Was just 
buzzing man yeah buzzing uh, luke combs rocking before the show and it was it was a all week long the truck crowd was good the the xfinity crowd was good so if this netflix show can give us a little push a little bit and and i i i close my eyes and i think man this netflix show launches today of that we're recording it had bubba won (laughs) that race combined with that netflix show people People might listen to this and scoff at the fact that there's a there's a documentary on Netflix, but let me tell you something, man. People watch that yeah. Netflix, man. They watch Netflix. I guarantee you that is ninety percent of the reason for this the success of Formula it's, One. Yes, it is. It is because guys, no about it. Formula One really sucks. It's not good racing. It remember just isn't. I, remember a couple years ago when I came on this podcast said, Eric, there's this Netflix mm-hmm. documentary called Drive to Survive, and it's really good. Well, yeah. that thing took off, dude. Yep. That thing took off. And if we can get a little bit of that with Bubba Wallace, come on, man. I it's This is huge. It's a great opportunity. And then Steve Phelps told Marty Smith on his podcast they're working on some some movies that might be coming down the pipe. Nothing to announce yet, but. Man, if we can get a little Just bit of that. Wait till they announce that Will Ferrell's in it again. Oh, I'll bring him back. Yeah, Adam McKay, bring him back. Adam McKay's on to bigger and better things. Now, I want a, I want a remake of, Dayton, of, of, uh, of Days of Thunder. Don't do it. Do leave, it, man. Leave, remake leave it. it alone. Remake leave it. it alone. Nope, leave it alone. Remake it. Or is Cole Trickle the, uh, is Cole Trickle the, the car owner now? Yeah, there you go. You can do a sequel. Shot? You can do a sequel. Yeah, there you go. Do the sequel. That would be Eric, cool. we didn't put this in the notes. What's that? You have to update the fantasy league. Oh yeah, fantasy it's time. league. You're it's right. Time. It's been so long, and I've taken. I will add it to the it's notes time. so that we remember. It's time. I can't. I hate this so much. <laughs> I forgot how much I hated fantasy, yeah. and then it's back, and I'm in the same place I'm always in. Well, I almost forgot to make my picks. <laughs> I, I was telling James before the podcast. It was about an hour before the Daytona 500, and I'm sitting down, and I'm like, "Oh crap! I better make my picks." Uh, I wouldn't oh, have made a man. whole lot of difference because I still finished terribly. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> well, I forgot to check before the end of stage two and shuffle stuff around either. So I had, yes. I think I had Denny Hamlin in there after he wrecked or whatever. Yeah, I, just... I, I, yeah, Bubba Wallace saved me because I switched him in, uh, but then I picked against him in the bonuses. So that killed me. Um, so if you, you're already signed up, make sure you go back and log in. There's a couple people who didn't score points this week. I'm talking about Roger. And yeah. raging red, raging redneck, rusty W two, Jay Wint. You guys have all played in the past. Come on, let's get back in there. Um, so I'll give you guys a few more weeks. Our uh, link, if you want to join up, go to my Twitter feed or go to our Facebook page, uh, the Super Speedway, and get signed up there. But congratulations to my brother-in-law, Mike. <laughs> Fast to the grass, he wins the Daytona five hundred, and earns an automatic bid into the into the Fantasy NASCAR Hall of Fame. Uh, as a Daytona 500 champion, he beat me <laughs> by a few points, and uh, Bird ate you was third. And uh, Eric, our buddy uh, Ranger, yeah. has changed. I think he's changed his name. <laughs> the champ is here. Do you, do this is the new. Okay, gotcha. I'm I guarantee. Yeah, you it's got to be. It's got to be him. Wow. He, he didn't. He didn't say he was retiring, so he's actually flying the banner as the champ. He did poorly then, if that's him. He did. He did. 11th place. I finished ahead of him. Well, he didn't start the Daytona 500 one year and won the championship. That's so true. I wouldn't, That's he's true. already on it. He's got a head start. So yeah, but yeah, we're off and running buddy fantasy league. God, oh, yeah. I hate it so much. I know it's terrible. 
<laughs> we don't sell we don't sell it very well no it's it's actually more fun because i hate it i think i think if i like it, it it wouldn't be fun it's so damn frustrating because i really do hate it and i really don't care but i put so much effort into it this causes me to try and watch races live during the regular season because i want to make sure to you know pull people off the bench or put them on the bench or whatever so stupid any anxiety for you eric is good for me yeah right yeah don't worry i got plenty of it yep so that's good (sighs) well james where can they find you on social media if they want to hit you up during the week at james kush on twitter they can find me at c at t super speedway on twitter you can find uh the podcast on facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway our website is the super speedway.com you can find uh old episodes of the podcast show notes uh, links to articles we discussed, past race coverage, all that stuff. Uh, check it out. Uh, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Facebook. Wherever you found us today, we hope you subscribe and continue to listen, and we appreciate everyone who listens every week. Thanks, everybody, uh, for continuing to make this a success, uh, continuing to make it grow. Success, I air quotes for success. <laughs> I mean, basically, James and I just like to talk to each other, and we figured we record it and show it to you guys, and the fact that... Uh, some of you guys tend to enjoy it. It's pretty cool. So uh, we hope you continue to and support us. And uh, we'll hopefully see you at the track this season. And we'll go to California. Not us. Not us going to California this weekend. But NASCAR is going to California. We'll be back probably next Tuesday to discuss it all. We'll have the podcast back up again. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. Let's go racing.